0: good evening bethlehem and saints of god good evening good morning good afternoon or maybe even good night or whatever time you're tuning into our wednesday zoom bible study my name is pastor michael E. eton i'm your host as well as i serve as the senior pastor of the bethlehem baptist church right here in the heart of paul's valley oklahoma we want to thank you for tuning in and as always i want to take this opportunity for those who may be in paul's valley oklahoma you may have just moved here or just got saved here i want to send a personal invitation for you to join us right here at the bethlehem baptist church we're located at 311 north dunbar again we're located at 311 North Dunbarton. We'd love to see your face in the place. Why don't you go ahead and visit our website? Our website is heargodsword at bethlehem.com. Again, our website is www.heargodsword at bethlehem.com, all spelled out. Get to know us there. And once you get to know us why don't you scroll down to the bottom of the page click the Facebook tab the Instagram tab the Twitter tab the link and LinkedIn tab and follow or friend us in what I call Cyber Church we'd love for you to be a part of this Cyber Church family or virtual church but ultimately we want to see your face in this place this coming Sunday at the 11 a.m service or better yet why don't you join us in sunday school at 10 a.m and we'd love to see your face once again in the place bring a family member or a friend and come and get to know us in jesus name you've joined us once again on our wednesday zone bible study It's meant to be a time from 6 p.m to 6 40 p.m central standard time and over my shoulder for you first-timers is the way we're going to do today's program and opening prayer announcements the reading of the word of god the introduction video the bible study itself the invitation and the benediction so let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer father we want to thank you and praise you and to glorify your holy name you are truly worthy to be praised and we come right now lord wanting to ask you to forgive us of our sins wash us and cleanse us that we might be in right fellowship with you that we might be in right relationship with you that we may hear a word from the lord we want to thank you father for what you're about to say and what you're about to do in jesus name amen and praise the lord amen and praise the lord we want to in this wednesday zoom bible study wanna uh, welcome you back in to the new year this is the first wednesday bible study of the new year we want to wish you a happy 2024 and we are so excited at what god is going to do in the year 2024 and we know that it happens after prayer and we want you to join us this coming friday as we continue to intercede on behalf of the saints jesus said my house shall be called a house of prayer Uh, So Bethlehem, I want you to intercede on behalf of the prayer list I sent out via the pastor's text uh, yesterday, and I'll send it out again on Thursday. I want you to intercede on behalf of the saints. We'll start back fasting and praying uh, probably in the middle of February, Uh, but I need you to pray in Jesus' name. And some of the things I need you to pray about because again, it happens after prayers, not only the pastor's prayer list, but uh, Sister Eton is planning a First ladies uh, Conference, First Ladies and Ministers' Wives Conference, and it's going to be, and it's coming up January the 18th through the 2020-24, 20, 20, and uh, we're excited about what God is about to do there at the Chickasaw Retreat, and if you're a First Lady or pastor's uh, wife or minister's wife or even widow uh go and check out the site chickasawretreat.com and see this place where god wants to call you out uh, to be ministered to and beth what i need you to do again it happens after prayer. i need you to pray for this conference and those of you who may be fasting and praying individually fast and pray for this conference as we pray for all of these ladies uh, that need a touch from God that need encouragement as God will save lives and save uh, ministries uh, through this conference and we believe this by faith but it happens after prayer so I want you to uh, fast and pray and to pray for this conference also uh, pray for the conference that i'll be at february the 7th through the 9th it's going to be there in sacramento california uh, the b.a huggings ministry is doing that conference there and uh, Bethlehem. i need you to fast and pray you know uh bishop huggings was my bishop's best friend and some of you know that um, he's chose me to take the place of my bishop dr G Wilson Jones and uh, it's a privilege and honor to be a part of that slate another one of those things that I talk about that God does from right here in Paul's Valley Oklahoma you can experience the power of God because I'm slated uh, to be on with some of the greatest preachers on the west coast sorry even in America and uh, I want you to pray for me and my session we're going to be talking about the uh another look at doctrinal preaching the methodolo- methodology of doctrinal preaching or doctrinal expository preaching so we pray that god will anoint and appoint our time together there in sacramento i want to thank you for listening uh to today's announcements and uh, want you to continue to pray as we start out this new year. Um, and we've, uh, starting out this new year, having started a new uh, sermon series that we kind of uh, backed into at the end of last year, as we looked at Jeremiah 29, 11 and in that series or at the end of that series people like uh unlikely people series we talked about how god has plans for you and we made the observation that most of the time people uh gravitate to that prosperity part of the text and miss the plans part of it text that God has uh, plans. In other words, people want God to give them something as opposed to be something for God. And God has plans for every Christian that named the name of Jesus Christ. And and as I was preaching on that subject that uh, night of as we went into the new year I just imagined the plans of all of the people that were there, and these kind of plans, uh, I believe, could metamorphosize your life, and give, giving testimony about how my life was metamorphosized with a series kind of like this at the Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship. And I was a member there when I was 19 years old, starting at 19 years old, and Dr. Evans started to talk about purpose. And uh, at that time, I was kind of working a job that I couldn't stand. And he he said, "Boy, if you go to a church, uh, if you go to a job, and you and you cannot stand that job, you're you're probably not working in the purposes of God for your life." And uh, this series is uh, helping people to find God's purpose and plans in their lives, but in order to find those purpose and plans you have to say yes i had to do a series of yeses to get to where i am today i had to say yes uh to preaching and yes to the pastorate. then i had to say yes to leaving uh, dallas texas to go to my first church in abilene texas and i had to continue to say yes after that as god called me from abilene texas to uh, a little place that i did not know anything of called paul's valley oklahoma and that was my most foundational yes most uh, transformative yes yes to show out in awesome and mighty ways even as i continue to say yes to say yes and 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 i want other people to experience this uh, transformative uh, life that you can have when you uh from sunday's message when you launch out into the deeper things of god you see uh if i was just a shallow christian and just was going to church on sunday and 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 never launched out into the deep things of god i probably would still be in dallas working a job that i hated and couldn't stand as opposed to living out god's plans uh, for my life and but i had to say yes to the lord i had to say yes to the lord and i'm praying that this year that uh, we metamorphosize every members or disciple at bethlehem's life every person that listens in to a word from the lord or our podcast or our television uh, program uh, that metamorphosis will take place because you decided to take God at his word and simply say yes. And uh, we're standing on Luke chapter five, verse four. Now he said, uh, now and when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Lunch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draft or a catch. And we want or preaching this series uh, in 2024, so that it could be the best year of your life if you simply learn to say yes to God. I forgot to tell you kind of what inspired me. Uh, What inspired this uh, uh, series was one of the Christmas movies of, uh, I believe it was Hallmark, and uh, man, I think it was the Christmas Yes, or a movie like that and uh a lady's relative uh challenged the woman uh during the holiday season after she had got laid off to say yes to everything during christmas that it would get her out of her comfort zone it would get her and put her in places that she probably would have never gone he just Challenge her to say yes and undoubtedly her saying yes put her in places where she uh, basically metamorphosized her life like i'm talking about during this series she was good at a job but it wasn't the job she had passion for uh she was single and a yes put her in a place where she would eventually meet her mate it was it was just simply saying yes and i i, I thought what if Christians just simply said yes to God and how it would metamorphosize their lives. So I want you to uh, continue uh, to be transformed, I pray, and uh, that you will start to say yes. We're going to give examples of yeses that change situation and change lives. Sunday, we said yes, Lord, I will launch. In order for them to experience that miracle and to ultimately become to become fishers of men, they had to say yes, and their lives were utterly transformed, metamorphosized. That's the goal for this year: lives being metamorphosized. Tonight, we're going to look at yes, Lord, I will launch. We're going to see how God took a little boy's happy meal and took the little to manifest much. Yes, Lord, I will leap. Joshua would have to leap into the promises of God after wandering 40 years in the wilderness because the people were spooked into going and walking into the promises of God. He would have to leap into the promises of God. Yes, Lord, I will listen. That's Samuel. Samuel had to learn how to discern the voice of God, because you're not going to be able to launch, lunch, or leap, or any of the other things if you're not discerning the voice of God. Gideon had to say, Yes, Lord, I will lead. He thought he was from the smallest tribe, Bethlehem. We just talked about Bethlehem, Epitha, and how God does not small, uh does not despise small things, small numbers, small people and he does some of his great work with small or with the less and he would call him out from the smallest tribe to lead israel yes lord i will lead looked at old sister ruth who had to leave her hometown of moab her home place and leap and follow naomi back To Bethlehem. Yes, Lord, I will lose. This is the prosperity preaching that's not taught over the air because sometimes in order to win in the Christian faith, you have to lose. Woo, let me say that again. Yes, Lord, I will lose. Sometimes to win or to glorify God to the highest, you have to be able to lose and still have the victory yes lord i will lay Well, god challenges us to lay up treasures in heaven and god wants you uh, to lay up treasures in heaven i mean that's what this whole series really is about if you learn to step out into and with the promises of god um you will begin to lay up treasures in heaven not only through your finances but through your service you will one day be able to hear well done my good and faithful servant so uh tonight once again we're gonna say yes lord i will launch let's yes lord i will launch we're gonna look at matthew chapter 14 verse 15 uh Starting out with verse 15, I'll read this in here in 15 to 21. It says, As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowd away so they can go to the village and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish. They answered, bring them here to me, he said. He directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. And they all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 baskets of broken pieces that were left over. And the number of those who ate was about 5,000, besides women and children. I read to you today in our Zoom Bible study, Matthew chapter 14, verse 15 through 21, may God only bless the doers of his holy and magnificent word in Jesus' name. Today, we're sharing a lesson entitled, Yes, Lord, I will lunch. Yes, Lord, I will lunch. And we're going to look on around three points. The Holy Spirit gives us the We're going to talk about the promise of lunch. We're going to talk about the problem of lunch. We're going to talk about the populating of lunch. The promise of lunch, the problem of lunch, and the populating of lunch. We want Christians to know today that Christians should say yes to God, even when they only have a little to give. Let me say that again. Christians should say yes to God even when they only have little to give. We're going to look at this brief video and then we'll get into the word. Amen and praise the Lord. Amen and praise the Lord. I use this map on Sunday and it's a map of the miracles of Jesus. So Sunday we looked at this particular uh, miracle that happened on the Sea of Galilee or Gennesaret um, and where God challenged them to launch. Today uh, we're going to look uh, over here uh, by Bethsaida or Bathsheba. Uh the way it's pronounced I believe one of the annunciation of the two fish and the five loaves, and it's uh, showing right here. And it was somewhere in a desolate place um, in uh, that place. Um, Some maps has it showing more on this side of the sea, and others have it down near here as well. And, of course, uh, we weren't there during that time, we can only kind of speculate and go through archaeology and try to figure out places in uh, the Bible there. But we do know it was uh, in Galilee, we do know that it was near the Sea of Galilee or the. The Gennesaret seas what it was called at one time. And we know that miracle did happened, five loaves and two fish, uh, miracle. Um, point number one, the promise of lunch. Lunch, not launch, uh, but lunch. I uh, was watching a series on television and it was a series of this young man trying to date, and he had went out and to a restaurant, and and he was sitting at the restaurant, excited to meet this young lady, and uh, it was uh, a nice restaurant. He had to make a reservation, and he was there, and they showed him uh, there, and he was feeling a little antsy and. The time was uh, 30 minutes and he was a little antsy and thinking that she wouldn't show up. And and he sat there uh, for an hour and 30 minutes and the person had not showed up. He appears to have been ghosted for lunch or for his date. I couldn't help but to think about that, that some people are listening at the sound of my voice and you have a promise from God and feel like God has told you to do some things. And uh, like that young man, you feel like somehow God has ghosted you. Uh, You feel like God has somehow stood you up. And maybe you come to the year of 2024, believing that God has stood you up. You, 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 you stood on the promises of God, but once again, as I said Sunday, you have not experienced the fruit of God and, uh, and you know that he promised, I feel like he promised uh, to lunch. He promised to provide, he promised to guide he promised to deliver and in the text we have jesus making a promise and the disciples really being put to a test and perhaps you did get the promise but you didn't pass the test because jesus was not only making a promise in this text but he was putting them to the test and the promise of lunch as they were in an isolated place have you ever been driving on the freeway and you see a sign that there will be no gas for the next uh 42 miles nowhere no rest stops for the next 42 miles isolated place and saying you better or oh, stop now and get your gas or you better stop now and get something to eat because you're going to be in an isolated place they were in an isolated place. And evidently it was 5,000 or more because the Bible says that it was 5,000 men who were fed, but there were women and children. And we could easily say that there could have easily have been 15 to 20 to 25,000 people in that isolated place. And Jesus said and replied to them, and 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 they do not need to go away because the disciples say, hey, they need to go away and get something to eat. It's too many folk out in this isolated place. They need to go away and get something to eat. And, and, and many times when Christians end up in isolated places, they don't like to stay there. They want to go away because they feel like they've got to be a way for God to provide for them. And I've always got to tell folk at Bethlehem and, and Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, that God is alive and well right here in the heart of Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. You don't have to go away to Oklahoma city to experience the power of god or the provision of god or the deliverance of god you don't have to go away or up there to dallas to houston to new york or any mega church in between here and there but god can work in isolated places hello somebody god says that he has the power Oh to move right where you are even in the midst of your isolation even in the midst oh of a place where it appears that oh you're not able to make a living God says that I have the power to launch you anywhere hello somebody let me say it again God says I have the power to launch you anywhere and I won't have to stand I won't stand you up hello somebody jesus said you give them something to eat he knew this was a test he knew this was a test and it reminds me of what we're going to talk about gideon a little later in judges chapter 6 verse 5 and jesus or uh, uh, the angel when the angel of the lord appeared to gideon he said The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Jesus was trying to let them know that the Lord was with them. You give them something to eat. I'm trying to let you know about the power that is at work. Oh, when you are in a personal relationship with God, you can do stuff that you ain't never planned to do. You can see miracles that happen because you're in the vicinity of Jesus. Uh, This angel had to let him know Oh, the Lord is with, when God is with you, miracles can happen in Jesus' name. Don't you know, oh man and woman of God, that God is with you right here in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, or any other small place? Don't you let folk, oh, play you small, oh, because you're in a small place. You better let folk know who the God is that you serve, because it was David who showed up on the scene when Goliath, oh, that big nine foot nine giant who was intimidating all them city folk. It was David who came from Bethlehem, uh, oh, an isolated place uh, who had experienced God's power in the midst of the isolated place, who was able to come on the scene uh, even in the city and let folk know who was the God that that he served. It was the God almighty. Oh, and God can give me victory over Goliath. Don't let folk play you smile because you're from a small place. Oh, don't let play, uh, folk play you smile because you're in an isolated or from an isolated place. That's alive from the pit of hell. You better learn to be able to come on the scene and take god at his word jesus said you feed them they should have said okay lord we will hello somebody and step out in faith same way Gideon would have to come to terms with saying yes to lead, even though he was from the smallest tribe. Uh, hello, somebody. God had called him to be a mighty warrior. And mighty warriors can be in the city. Mighty warriors who uh, oh, can be in the country. Mighty warriors can be anywhere in between. But you better know who the God is that you serve in Jesus' name in jesus name um the promise of lunch jesus said you feed them point number two as we talk about tonight yes lord i will lunch i will lunch and now 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 here's the problem of lunch you see the problem of lunch was this he said in verse 17 we have here only five loaves of bread and two fish they answered Jesus told them to launch and all they could do kind of like Peter on Sunday was come up with excuses if Jesus tell you to launch you need to launch if Jesus tell you to launch into the deep you need to launch you need to jump you need to stop thinking with your finite mind because they were in the presence of jesus and they had seen miracles before hello somebody let me say that again they were in the presence of jesus and they had seen miracles before and when jesus told them to lunch they should have said okay lord let's go <laughs> okay lord uh, tell us what to do but they came up with an excuse as why they could not. They said we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. This was excuses. This was a problem. Um, looking at this in our natural mind, I mean, this is a big problem. Many folk, you're searching or uh, seeking or in a situation where it is really a big problem in the natural. It is a big problem when you when you talk about facts. But to God facts are phony. Hello somebody. Somebody be able to quote me maybe 10 years from now. To God facts are phony. We take the facts as being solid, but to God facts are phony because he's not limited oh to our uh, a limited mind nor limited power. They said that was only oh there was only five loaves of bread and two fish. And John tells us how they got the five loaves because it was a boy with a happy meal. I like to say it was a happy meal. That's why I got the picture on the screen now, a happy meal. Uh, oh, wait a minute, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, that's on point number, uh, number three, uh, the happy meal. But here, It's another situation that would blow your mind. Um, Elijah said to her, talk about the widow of Zarephath. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you said. What did she had just told him? Go back and look at the text in context. She said she was gonna make her little meal and die. She was preparing her last meal and she and her son were going to make that meal and die. And then the prophet had the audacity, said, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you said. What, preacher? That ain't a, a Rima word I want to get from you. You want me to go home and eat and die? But he said this, even something even more explosive. He said, but first, make a small loaf of bread for me, Ah, uh, from what you have and bring it to me wait a minute i'm gonna eat and die and you said go ahead and do that but first take this little small offering that i have and, and make a, a small loaf for you and bring it to you and then make some for yourself. Wait a minute, preach if I do that, I'm giving you my last meal. Hello, somebody. Remember it was a drought time. Uh, Elijah told that that wicked king there's gonna be three years of famine. We believe that it was about uh, about the, the, the after the first year that the brook dried up. Go back and read this in context. And, and God had to send him to the, the widow of, at Zarephath. And and, and 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 so it was affecting him it was affecting that drought was affecting him affecting her and 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 she had to oh launch for God she had to take the small that she had and we believe that small that she had getting ahead of myself oh would last her for the next Two years of the prophecy. She took the little. Somebody's listening at the sound of my voice. You better take the little that you have and allow God to provide for you and to provide for the people. Let me say that again, Bethlehem. You better take the little that you have and allow God to provide for you and for the people. Hello, some. Let me say that again. You better take the little that you have, Bethlehem, and allow God to provide for you Oh, and for the people of God. And our text that we talked about today will provide for over 5,000 folk, we believe easily 25,000 folk. You count the women uh, and children. Oh, God says today take the little that you have in your hands and allow me to provide through it. And here in this text in first Kings 17 oh she would take the little that she had and and that little would last for two years hello somebody take the little that you have lunch with god by faith oh he never stood up elisha or that widow ah for the next two years and on this case he wouldn't stand up the crowd for lunch can you imagine I I I always uh, have been around uh, men of God who whenever you go out to eat no matter how many are with them they would pick up the tab they pick up the tab And, and I've been around people with big families and they would pick up the tab Jesus said I'm going to pick up the tab Woo! I've never done the calculation of how much money it would have taken to feed all of those folk at one time. Maybe I will by the next time I preach this text. But then we get the miracle, the populating of lunch. Lastly, at least I keep us too long, Bethlehem and Saints of God. It says this two loaves and or uh, five loaves and two fish. And, and, and he took them. And of course, you see it in the video. Jesus raised it up, blessed it, and just kept breaking it. He gave it to the disciples. The disciples gave it to the people. And verse 20 says, and they all ate and were satisfied. Some of us can't remember eating those kind of Zarephath meals of widow You. You ate, but you weren't satisfied. Some of y'all remember having to survive off of uh, Roman noodles in college. Some of you remember having to uh, survive off of uh, Uh, baloney. Some of you, I heard some of you were so poor that you became so hungry, you began to eat grass. In certain parts, I believe of Oklahoma, they could even eat the dirt, the red dirt or something I heard about. Um, but these people who were with Jesus, oh, not only got to eat, eat, but they ate until they were satisfied. This was a celestial buffet. Hello, somebody. Have you ever seen folk go to, uh, the buffets, uh, 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 Golden Corral. I remember going to uh, many times. We went uh, to Lawton, Oklahoma, and Doctor Whitlow, who loved Bethlehem, so proud of you. He would always take us to Golden Corral, and uh, you could eat all you could at Golden Corral. And uh, I always said, "Well, it didn't really, it didn't really." Take me much to eat, but there were some folk with us that eat three, four, five different plates. Hello, somebody! We got some of them folk up in up in Bethlehem who, <laughs> who would they eat until they were satisfied. Hello, somebody! They ate till they were satisfied, and the disciples picked up not only did they eat until they were satisfied, but they had leftovers. That's what God does when you take the little and believe by faith that they they had leftovers. They had 12 buckets of pieces uh, 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 left that were left over. In other words, each of the 12 who trusted, who would believe and learn how to trust in them, God was trying to let them know that I will provide for your every need. God is saying to somebody today, I'm going to provide for your every need. Go ahead and spend that last dime for the food and see that I won't provide for you from this day forth. Have you ever had to do that? I've had to do that. I I thank God for those experiences now because I can speak to that kind of brokenness or being broke where where you never, well, or you, well, you didn't know where your last meal was coming from sometimes, and that you, you God put you in those kind of places to let you know that He will provide. I remember going to the cupboards and the cupboards was bare. And usually, in my cupboards, you at least have those peas. Now we had cooked those peas. You know, we we weren't done. we didn't we didn't even cook the peas, but, but remember going to the cupboard and the peas were gone. Everything was gone remember one of my family members talked about going on a diet and i didn't know where our next meal was coming from And we didn't have to miss a meal god has the power to populate lunch god has the power to provide for your every need in jesus name for your every need in Jesus name, God. John tells us, and I thought I'd put it in the, in here, but John tells us that it was a little boy's meal. I meant to put it in here. And, and John, this little boy who, who gave over what I call his happy meal. And his happy meal provided the happiness for a crowd of 5,000 men. Now that's uh, something, you know, men eat probably twice as much as women and children provided for everything and the last of the of, of the text of the widow and zarephath first Kings 17 14 for this is what the lord the god of israel said the jar of flour will not be used up and the jar of ore will not run dry until the day the lord sends rain on the land, and once again, we believe it was about one year, in, uh, 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 one year into the drought of one year that was going to last three years. We believe that uh, this jar of flour and this jar of oil lasted all oh, until the drought was over two years. God says, I'm going to provide for you. You may be in isolated places. Ah, you may have limited resources. But God says that I will provide. But the only way you're gonna be able to make it through such a time as this, you've got to say yes to God. You've got to believe that God can take the little and make much. You've got to believe that you can give. You know, you can't be God giving. You know, I had I had I had given a a, a, a spontaneous offering about for a hundred dollars for a person that I've, i' i had to go about an hour away to be with them um and 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 it, it was almost a hundred you know put it all together about about a hundred dollars that i didn't expect to give you, you to give but i just felt God was leading me there because ah, i needed to take this money to them. And, and and the testimony was, "Ooh, I'm so sure glad you gave me this, because now I can give me something to eat. Ooh. And I had given that last week, and I was wondering where the money was gonna come back. I was like, Lord, I gave all I had. <laughs> where did money gonna come from? <laughs> he got a text yesterday and telling me that there was something on my desk that I should have got Sunday. Uh, but I, I didn't get it Sunday. I overlooked it. I actually had wrote a note on the back of the letter and had, didn't even see that it was a new letter as opposed to an old letter. And, 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 and got the text and went up there and guess what was there? God had replaced what I had given. Woo! You can't be God-given. I remember I had given almost everything that I had at that point, you know. Uh, I can remember another uh, sacrifice that I made just saying yes to God. And this was, man, this was, at the time, this was a challenging uh, offering because uh, I was leaving staff. There was a young man, who was having problems uh paying his tuition and god had me give the last check that i would give he had me give the last check that i would get and i ain't know what nothing was gonna come from. I mean, this was a big step of faith for me. Well, I mean, the biggest, one of the biggest, you know, he always have, you have more big steps to take. They get bigger and bigger as you grow in the faith. Uh, But it was that one, I can trace the blessings of God to this day. And it's almost 20 years later, just like this uh, flower that he said wasn't gonna run out just like this all that he said wasn't gonna run out that gift at that time is still paying off today and i had to give up everything Woo! at that point the last didn't know how where it was gonna come from the last you see i, I preach this stuff with uh power or 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 i don't want to say power with 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 resolution because i live this stuff somebody's at a point of little somebody's at a point of lack and you're wondering how you're going to make it and god is telling you just to give the little that you have Woo! give the little that you have and i'll provide for you for years to come hello somebody or I'll provide for you in this great isolated moment I'll provide for you but you've got to say yes yes you gotta say yes to God and it's what and whatever it may be an offering of the small or the little that you have it 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 may be or the offering of your life. I've given you several examples of the yeses in my life that has transformed my life. And one yes was that yes, I'll be that living sacrifice. I put myself on the altar and other yeses were what I gave financially. And God provided and metamorphosized my life. Will you Bethlehem say yes? Will you say yes? Because I want you to live transformative lives. It's, it's wonderful experiencing the power of God and see him work. And if you're not experiencing the power of God, most likely you have not said yes. Some I'm concerned that you have not said yes to ah, Jesus Christ. You've been around the church. You've been in the church. You grew up in the church. Perhaps your mother or your father or your family name is on the windows, but you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. You've never said yes, this is a yes, that will begin the metamorphosis of your life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And If you can believe that Jesus Christ was God's only son, that he died for your sins, was buried, and raised again on the third day, then today you can be saved. Just say yes. Say yes in a prayer similar to this. Yes, Lord, I believe that Jesus is the son of God. Yes, Lord, I believe that Jesus died for my sins. Yes, Lord, I'm giving my life over to you. Yes, Lord, I do believe that Jesus died, was buried and raised again on the third day. And yes, Lord, I believe that this day I can enter into a personal relationship with you that would save my soul. In Jesus' name, amen, and praise the Lord. If you said yes for the first time, you're anywhere near Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, or even if you have been a part of our church but never said yes to God, then I want to see you this coming Sunday at the 11 a.m. service. Come down after I preach and let me know that you have said yes to God to give your life to Jesus Christ. And we'll accept you into the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. In Jesus' name, if you pray that prayer for the first time, you're anywhere else outside of the other venues that we uh, have uh, done throughout the years. And you need to find a church home. You must find a church home. Once you find a church home, the first step of obedience is baptism. You must be baptized That's the first step of obedience. I would begin to question whether you said yes to God, when you can't do the first thing God that requires. The other thing is, is that you must be a part of a church. You're born into the body of Christ, but you need to be a part of a local body of Christ. You need to let me know after I preach on this coming Sunday. Say, hey, I want to become a part of the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. We'll accept you into the body of Christ right here at the Baptist, at, uh, Bethlehem Baptist Church. In Jesus' name, you'll become a member here. You may need to ask for prayer. You may, as a result of listening to this word, need to rededicate your life to Christ or call. To preach or call to serve that's another indicator of your soul salvation. using your gifts talents and abilities for the body of Christ, its not just about coming to church coming to Sunday school and. it's about service, you will save to serve as they used to say at the concord church there in Dallas Texas. And if you want to serve at the Bethlehem Baptist Church, we want to find a place discover your gifts, talents, and abilities so that you can do what God saved you to do in Jesus' name. Well, Beth Ham, I want to thank you for listening uh, tonight. And uh, as always, I always like to say, or always want to say that I encourage you to uh, stay connected. Stay connected to God's People um, stay connected to God's program and stay connected to God's church or to God's people. So let me give the benediction. Father God, we thank you, we praise you, we glorify your holy name, you're truly worthy to be praised. And I pray tonight, Lord, that real transformation is taking place that the other side of my voice, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you are metamorphosizing lives and peoples who who will say yes to you, yes to launching into the deeper things of God, yes to obeying even in, in times and places that they can't figure out with their own mind, yes to giving a little, that you may make much of it, Father, Put your head and protection around us. Keep us safe from all harm and danger till we meet again. The people of God said, Yes. And amen. God bless you, Bethlehem. I want to thank you for joining us tonight. And prayerfully, we'll see you this coming Sunday in Jesus' name. You-